What if I told you there's a way you could be a second shooter at a family session so you can see exactly how the photographer prepares, how they interact with their clients, what they say when they're posing, or when they choose to use fluid motion, what they do when kids might not cooperate or dad might not be in the session. What if I told you there's a way you can see what the gear is that they're using, where they're positioning themselves when they're shooting, what factors they're taking into consideration when they're shooting, what if I told you there was a way you could see what their straight out of camera images look like, and then you could see their editing process too, so you know exactly how they get those start to finish images and those polished ones you see in your Instagram feed. Now what if I told you you could be that second shooter without ever having to leave your house? What if I told you that not only do you get to watch it from home, but you didn't have to remember every single thing you were trying to learn the first time you watched it? What if you could watch and rewatch as much as you wanted? How would that improve your images, your posing, your confidence? Now, what if I told you there is a way you could be a second shooter, not only for one photographer, but 26. That's exactly what you'll experience inside the 2024 online family retreat. Your inspiration will soar, your art will improve, your posing will become more fluid, and your confidence is going to increase so, so much. And honestly, your clients are going to feel so much more comfortable. Head on over to themilkyway.ca slash family retreat. It all gets underway May 29th, and we hope to see you there. You have to go with a very, very unselfish uh, uh mindset there into that shoot thinking I'm not a photographer I'm a human being first and my purpose here is to give the family something really beautiful welcome to the art and soul show where we dive into heart-opening chats on photography business life and that messy in between I'm your host Lisa DeJaso a mom a photographer and entrepreneur and I'll be sharing honest conversations and advice for photographers with insight on mindset, entrepreneurship, and creativity. The goal of this podcast is for you to be able to gain insights and strategies that will give you real results. Because let's face it, having a photography business can be lonely, but it doesn't have to be. This is a place you can go when you need a boost of encouragement, a kick in the pants, and inspiration to pick up your camera. This is the Art and Soul Show. Hello, my friends. I'm so excited for this interview today. Now, you may have seen the exquisite and deeply moving portraits by Sujata Satya of But Natural Photography. These are incredible images of grandparents with their grandchildren and elderly couples as romantic partners. This showcases the love between the grandparents and the grandchildren and the bond the aging partners have with each other. Now, after realizing recently that traditional newborn and family sessions rarely include grandparents, Sujata decided to start working on her project, adding breathtaking and emotional portraits of elderly couples. Her elderly series has caught the internet by storm. Sujata captures the pure and honest love shared by pairs of aging partners. Her goal is to listen to the stories of their lives and then translate them into the incredible storytelling portraits she creates. Sujata is a London, UK-based, multi-award-winning children, newborn pregnancy, maternity, and family photographer. Sujata has achieved immense international recognition in terms of awards and publishing of her works and story in Forbes, The Daily Mail, 
Vanity Fair, Good Housekeeping Magazine, and Country Living Magazine, amongst others. She travels internationally for teaching. Not only is Sajada full of talent, she is a very dear friend of mine, and I am so excited to share her with you today. Now, what I love most about Sajada, honestly, is her humility, her humor, her passion for her craft, and how her love for her work and her subjects comes out in her art. I can't wait to share her with you today. Let's dive in. I am so thrilled to welcome my dear friend Sujata Satia from But Natural Photography. Welcome, friend. Hello. I'm so excited to see you again. Me too. So I'm super excited to dive into this. So tell us who you are and what you're passionate about. <laughs> That's a difficult question. Who am I? Uh, I'm just <laughs> I'm just a very creative person and I love telling stories. And so now I have started to use the visual medium to uh, narrate whatever stories there are in my life. Well, I'm a photographer, a family, child, newborn and maternity and a storyteller. And what was the next question? What are you passionate about? I, I just, yeah, stories, 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 stories. So everything that I heard in my childhood, everything I see my daughter doing now in her childhood, I just want to translate it into images. That's what my passion is. I love it. I think a lot of people get confused on storytelling, thinking it has to be like a Hansel and Gretel or, or you know, Brothers Grimm kind of story. You have a different approach when it comes to storytelling. Can you share a little bit what storytelling means to you in your images? It just means to me the real, natural, obvious, everyday occurrences of life. Like, you know, even the fact that my daughter wakes up every morning and brushes her teeth and one of my cats is always sitting on the bathroom sink watching her brush her teeth is a story in itself for me. So, you know, the most innocent, the most natural moments of life are actually stories for me. I see a lot of people go into reading uh, children's storybooks to find out these magical little moments, which is, again, another form of storytelling. But for me, the simpler, the more natural the moment is, the more uh, beautiful and uh, uh, real it is. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I love it. So that leads me into my next question. You have recently received a lot of recognition and publicity about your Elderly's Portrait series. They are not only breathtaking, but they have a way of just grabbing your heart and you just don't want to look away. There's, Aww. you know, it's, it's so special because, you know, the elderly are not typically photographed. Yeah. I would love to know how this idea came to you. Actually, you know, it wasn't any one specific moment when this idea came about. I would like to believe it started from the onset where I was very close to my maternal grandmother. And I, when you know, when I look at look back at my family photographs, I have none with her, none at all with her. And I never got closure on her passing away. So I think somewhere the, the seed for this series started when I lost her. And it was a way for me to actually uh, give closure to that loss. This is something that I've done very, very often. Every time I have something, uh, a very deep uh, uh, internal battle that I've been fighting, I try to uh, translate into images and find a closure on it. So this was definitely the starting point. And then watching my daughter spend time with her um, grandmother was, uh, again, another moment where I felt, oh my God, I think I need to capture this. And then I got lazy again. And then there was this final moment when once I was in Houston running a workshop and I saw this elderly couple had come with a little baby. And um, I was just photographing the baby and this elderly great-grandparents were just standing there, you know, watching over her. And I was like, why am I not photographing them 
with her and why am I not photographing them together? Why are they just standing there in one corner and why is it that we never, never ask the elderlies to be photographed? And that's when I just, I just got them into the frame and I've never looked back. I've, I've just now just been doing that over and over again. I love it because in the world of Instagram, you know, as much as I love the boho dresses and the hats, seeing your images pop in my feed is something unique and special and different because it is about real life. And I just, it's just, yeah, I just, it took my breath away. I was like, of course this is Sajada. (laughs) Of course this is. Because you have just such a passion and love for what you do. And it comes across so strongly in your work. Thank you. I feel the same for you. (laughs) So I guess we touched a little bit about why the generational or elderly um, portraits are important to you. But what I want to dive in a little bit is about when you get the grandparents in front of the camera. I mean, for many of them, I'm sure it's been years and years and years since they've been photographed. And for someone who's wanting to dive in, it can feel a little bit even more intimidating than working with, say, like a new dad. Like you're working with maybe a grumpy old man. (laughs) 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 So are there any tricks or tips that you have for grandparents that may be super tentative for getting in front of the camera? You know, I've uh, in so far, I've just actually had just one uh, incidence where it was very difficult for me to, at the onset, convince the grandparents to pose together or be photographed by me in the first place. And then on the day of the shoot, it was just so difficult to, you know, get them to hold on to each other. But otherwise, to be very, very honest, you know, they have been through such a long journey of ups and downs in their life together that now at that age, I've realized all they want is to hold on to one another. Mm. And that is something that one of the elderlies told me uh, in the course of their photo shoot. She was like, I don't know which one of us will go first. Oh. And I am, I, uh, and no matter how much I prepare myself for that reality, I don't think I will be able to, neither will he be able to the day one of us leave the other. And so, All we have now are these few little moments. And, you know, uh, and that really is the is the bottom line for them. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I mean, except for one couple, uh, I haven't had an issue at all. Many of them, the only challenge was that many of them, by the time they come to the photo shoot, they have dementia, unfortunately. So they don't even understand why they are uh, there. That perhaps is uh, tougher than anything else. And to deal with something like that. I think the most important thing is to have their closest in kin around. So if whether it's their son or daughter or whosoever that is that they are most comfortable with, that person needs to be around all the time and you need to treat them with kid gloves. You're not supposed to make too much conversation with them. They're like kids, they get disturbed. So you literally relay the instructions to the person who comes with them, who's the closest to them, and literally leave it to that person to take things forward. Uh, The easiest way is to hand one of the uh, um, people, either the husband or the wife, a flower. Mm. And ask ask them to pass on the flower to the other. I mean, that's that's such a simple simple prop to use, and it's such a simple emotion, and I, it always works wonders. Oh, love that, love that. So you seem to have taken the media by storm and getting your images shared. Do you have any tips on getting your work seen and featured? Okay, so it's so simple. I cannot tell you. You know, this is something I have been talking about on my workshops over and over again, and. Uh, the first thing I did was I, every year, 
as a rule in my career for the past five years, I've picked up a topic, a theme. Uh, it could be anything, any any damn simple uh, emotion from your life. Just pick it. Write it down on a piece of paper. For me, the first year was my daughter and my dog and the time they mm. spent together. Simple, as simple as it can get. And then I created a series of images on that topic. I created around 12 to 15 images on that topic. It's very, very easy and it is more likely for you to go viral if you have created a, a series of images based on a specific theme. If you have just 20 brilliant images but they are not connected with each other, it's not possible for you to go viral. Okay, so the first step is to do that. The second step, it, it's so damn easy, I don't know why many people don't use it, is this platform called Board Panda. Board Panda however you pronounce it yep, uh, yeah it's it's such a beautiful medium you literally can go in log in there with your facebook id it gives you an option on the top right side to add a post basically write an article on yourself and that's exactly what i do so every year when i create a series i go there i write a catchy caption write a five line article on myself and add all those images and then uh, you just, that's it. That's about it. I mean, that's about it. Board Panda is the place where all of world's media goes to pick their entertainment nuggets. And I have unfailingly every time posted there and my uh, articles have been picked up. So if you are doing a theme that can sing to the hearts of many people and are producing good images to go along with it and then are posting on Board Panda, likelihood of going viral is very, very high. I love it. I love it. You make yeah. it sound so simple. <laughs> it is. It is so simple. It is so simple. I don't know why many people don't do it. I don't know. I'm going to experiment. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So at regular sessions, couples can often feel stiff and awkward, especially like with the elderly. How can you get them to get even closer beyond just the flower and maybe hold, like holding hands, hugging, kissing? How do, How do you do that? Like I told you, you know, I mean, by the elderly's, you know, there are two sides to it. Yep. There are some of those who literally don't care about anything else and they feel like, oh God, we've taken care of the kids, we've settled them down, now all, we've retired, done our work all our lives, now all we want is to just spend time with each other. So those kind of couples are super easy because all you need to say is, can you hold each other? And then they will just start kissing and then the tough part would be to stop them from kissing each other. So you're like, I need to take more poses. Can you stop kissing each other? And then there is the other kind of couple who uh, has aged so much that they have started to have all different kinds of ailments, whether it's dementia or that they are not able to stand up for long enough. In that case, you have to keep it so incredibly simple. Maybe out of that shoot, you will not get more than two shots. But you have to go with a very, very unselfish uh, uh, mindset there into that shoot thinking, I'm not a photographer, I'm a human being first. And my purpose here is to give the family something really beautiful. And then in that difficult scenario where they aren't very well or they are too old to be able to understand what they're doing there, you might just get one shot by asking them to hold a flower or lean on to one another. And that too, you will need to take the help of the family. I mean, there's no magical trick to it. You have to really treat them like you're treating a child. Let's switch gears a little bit. I want to talk about balancing time to create personal projects. Now, how much are you shooting when it comes to client work versus personal projects? My God, I'm only doing personal projects. <laughs> I love 
projects. <laughs> I am only doing personal projects. I do say around four or five clients a month, but I make enough money out of that. I do. I don't need to do more than that, and I'm anyway traveling fifteen month, fifteen days yeah. in a month. So uh, most of my workshops and every single time I come back, like I've just returned from India and I'm already on to planning what is it that I'm going to do next. So I'm already, uh, I, my models are fixed. I'm waiting for the day when I get the correct light, they'll come over and I'll do the shoot. Because, you know, I cannot, just think about it. I mean, you're into it for passion. This is something you truly love and which is why you're doing it. And then you suddenly turn it into a business and all you care for is the money in the bank at the end of the month. I cannot process like that, you know. So I think uh, balance, essentially, I'm doing uh, 85% of personal projects and uh, 15% of uh, client work. And that has become my business model now because of my personal projects is why I'm getting all the workshops. Not that I planned it this way. But I think when you follow your passion, money follows itself. It's so true, Stella. It's so true. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I know a lot of times we talked about this because I've had a like a booming photography business for years and I am also a people pleaser. And so yeah. I end up, I overload my schedule with like 20 clients a month. My and God. then And then I get sad and upset that I don't have time or space or creative energy to do personal projects. How do you so, manage? <laughs> you are working a lot. <laughs> Plus Milky Way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this year, I've actually taken a step back. I call it my pregnant pause. I'm not, preg- <laughs> I'm not pregnant. But I'm taking nine months off of not booking any new clients. I Very was good. basically, it was on Christmas Day. I was like, Lisa, you're tired. It's been 10 years. You know, you've yeah. been having 20 clients a month for, 20, for 10 years. So what I'm hoping for this year is to really increase my personal projects. That's amazing. Um, because it, when you overload your schedule with having that many clients, your creativity does start to fade. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. So when, when, when you're feeling like your creativity is starting to, you know, maybe spiral down, what are some ways or techniques that you get yourself out of that? I mean, I'll be very honest, uh, Lisa, it is such a intense profession to be in. You not only because you want to create something beautiful, but also because after a certain point, you are expected to continuously create something beautiful. And I think that external expectation and that need for validation really plays with your creativity. It makes it a bit regressive for you, actually, the process. And so I have felt over these five years that I hit the blank slate very, very often. Yep. Like I, I, I really black out and I'm like, oh my God, I've lost my voice and I have no more narratives. And I, I, I feel like I have nothing to say. And you know, that happens to me so often. And to be honest, it's been happening to me for the past one month. All that I really do is I give myself, I think I'm very kind to myself in those times, mm. you know, because uh, it's a journey and uh, and you have to step back and be kind to yourself. So I do take periods where I, I take a little break and I'm not worried about the external validation continuously and the nervousness and anxiety that comes with it. And then I just take time, look within my environment and see what is the next emotion that is striking or standing out or that's that's making me want to capture it very mm-hmm. badly. And that's what I start working on. An easier way also is to get together with a couple of your photographer friends and try and keep doing some new projects you know, you get energy off from each other and, and that also helps. So I, I quite often do that. I get together with one of my friends, Roberta, here in London. And both of us just go to a farm, 
once she picks up her favorite set of models and i try to make something out of it and once i pick up my favorite kind of models and she tries to make something out of it and you know we we come up with something new out of it then that way i love that i love that collaboration over competition certainly certainly love it love it love it, love it. Yeah. so i want to know what you're curious about right now I am curious about photographing great grand no 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 uh, elderly best friends so <gasps> you know I I have been really dying to get my set of models but you know I'm just not being able to get it but I really want to do that because I have my best friends and we are continuously you know once you hit 30 you start discussing about where are we going to retire and are we going to get a house together and we start sending those forward messages to each other that these friends retired in this part of the world and they lived in a house together without their family just the friends so you know i've i've always had this vision and i want to really translate into my images like i really want to do that oh, so i love it you're going to kill that i love yeah, it i'm dying i'm dying <laughs> for that yeah i love it well i am so excited to actually announce we've talked a lot about elderly portraits yeah and we have the brand new art and soul academy coming yeah and so sajada is going to be one of our amazing instructors teaching elderly portraits so you guys Yay. if you're if you're not a member yet you're going to want to make sure that you come and join us it's going to be incredible all right so miss sajada we are going to pull our little train into the station thank you so much for joining me today Thank you so much for listening me ramble away as always. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's never rambling. And Sujata is actually coming to my studio in Kamloops, British Columbia this June 2020. And you got a few few spots left, don't you? Yes, yes, just a yeah. few spots. Just yes. a couple spots. So, yeah. I will have a link to that in the show notes as well. So, hopefully you'll be able to come join us too. Thank you so much for listening today and we will see you next time. For many of us artists, we go through seasons of creativity. And when your passion and work collide, well, sometimes burnout happens too. There are times though that we just get tired and you don't feel like picking up your camera at all. If you're going through that, my friend, know it is 1000% normal and that is a-okay. If you need permission to ease off the gas and rest, well, here it is. Also though, what I loved from this conversation is Sujata's insight into looking into her environment and any emotion she is feeling or looking at capturing. It's notebook time again, friends. If you'd like to deep dive a little further, something to consider is what is currently going on in your life that is meaningful. It could be big details or small, and what do you remember about it? And work from there. It could be as simple as your child brushing their teeth or lacing up their hockey skates. I'm sending you so much love and light today and every day. See you next time. If you loved this conversation, please leave a review. It just takes a few minutes and I love hearing from you. 